0: Hey there, it's Kelly from ZinniMe. Before we get started on today's episode, I wanna invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you gotta do is check it out at zinnime.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode.
1: Burnout therapist, recovery and prevention. How do you balance? This was a a question that came in right Mm -hmm. from someone who was maybe going to be here today in particular. How do you balance taking time off the time off you need, being able to afford doing so and actually getting enough time to recover from burnout? I'm finding every couple of months I'm feeling like I need some time off, but oftentimes a week feels too long, both financially. And then when I come back, I feel like I'm scrambling to get back on track and in my zone can anyone relate to this scenario of feeling like wait something's out of balance this is not working
0: we want to welcome you if this is your first time with us we are an interactive bunch you may want to take out a pen and paper for things that come up for you Uh, post in the chat when you have a reaction If you don't know us, I am Kelly Higdon and I'm Miranda Palmer and we're obsessed with y'all. We (laughs) want to help you live out
1: your dreams. There's a reason you're a call to this work Mm -hmm. and we know that this business aspect, the private practice aspect, the clinical aspect and just your like holistic life and wellness, it's all so interwoven and we want to help you find
0: that beautiful balance and live a great life. You are meant to be here today. We really believe that. This is not an accident that you are here. Even if you question whether this can be that you can do this work without burnout, that you can have a life and joy in the midst of the world today. I know so many of us are hurting. So many of us are going through many, many things, but we are here to support you. Um, Our plan today is we're going to do 40 minutes of training. Because that's about as much as your brain can take in. We might go over a few minutes, but yeah. it's about that. We're going to create a plan of action. We want to make sure you leave here with takeaways. Um, we also will give you an option of working more intensely with us because we deeply care, and we know that there is no magical ninety-minute training that's going to solve everything. Either. <laughs> um, and then after that, we're going to do Q and A for thirty minutes. And at the end of the training, we're giving away. Etsy gift card, entry to business school boot camp worth $19.50 and $1,000 cash.
1: Ooh, who wants to win business school? Who wants to win some cash? Who wants to win some Etsy? Let's hear it. While, we, while our goal is that you feel better today, we know that deep long term healing and recovery takes long term and systemic change, right? That's why the bubble baths, that's why the one week vacation isn't doing it we're going to be diving into here and now strategies and ways to change
0: your system to heal and protect you in the future. Definitely. Let's hear from you. Are you ready for short-term and long-term change? Are you ready to heal the system that can easily take therapist bright light and healing capacity and crush it into ash? Mm. I love this. We're going to dive in. We're, We're packed a lot in today's presentation. Some nice moments of pause and reflection. So grab your journals, so you can write your takeaways. This is being recorded. You'll be able to watch the recording as well for seven days after today. Um, And you can also take screenshots if you need to. Yeah. So let's take a deep breath.
1: And another. And let's settle that beautiful body of yours and let's explore. If you've been struggling to find Joey lately, you might fit into one of these four categories. Maybe you're feeling like depressed Drew, struggling to figure out why you feel or do not feel (laughs) the way that you do, right? Numbness, sadness, checked out, exhausted, overwhelmed. Even if your body's moving at a normal speed, you feel like you're moving through molasses. It feels sticky, frustrating, and you just wish you could find the energy to shift. Maybe you've been here before. Maybe it's a first for you, but you're really frustrated. If you've been here before, you might notice the strategies that you've used in the past. They're not helping you shift in the way that they did before. Medications, therapy, journaling. It's just like not kind of getting you there. Does this sound like you? Let us know. Or do you feel more like people, please, or You don't know what happened, but it seems like lately, no is the most seldom used word in your vocabulary. Mm -hmm. You're saying yes to more clients and feels good. Wondering if it's even okay to say no or refer someone out. Your schedule's out of control and there's so little time for you to get anything done. And yet you keep saying yes to more and new things. You look at your bank account and you feel super confused. How can you be working so much? and making the amount that you are. Then you remember how much you're doing for free for sliding scale, or how you keep saying yes to clients with that low paying insurance plan that you've been threatening to drop. You keep telling yourself that things will get in balance soon when the crisis is over, but it feels like you've been living in crisis responder mode and it's not sustainable. Mm. Does this sound familiar?
0: Or are you more like a skate patch? Running at breakneck speed all the time, feeling like you need to get out of this situation. Stat, are you on the run looking to escape? Your attention is all over the place. The amount of list and to-do you've created are epic, but actually getting a project that matters done to completion feels impossible. It's that scattered, jumpy feeling. You might be wondering if you have ADHD or feeling your symptoms more strongly you do what you can to settle yourself and often that means zoning out or thinking about escape hatches. You try to make plans to take you out of your current situation, vacations, moving. Maybe if I start an online course or went in the hashtag man life, <laughs> uh, if I change my niche, if I change my job, you're doing the things all the time. But if you look around your life and worker in disarray, Notes are behind, your spaces are overrun with clutter, and you just want to pack it all in and start over. If a part of you feels like a house or office fire would be freeing and a relief, that would be a no-brainer sign that you're here. Do you relate to some of this or all of this, or do you feel like frustrated? Finn? why are people so upsetting? (laughs) People are horrible right now, and it pisses you off, right? You're an advocate by nature. And there is so much that is good about that. But lately you're finding you are fighting the good, you're fighting of the good fights is starting to take over your life and your life balance. And those fights that you can normally scroll past or ignore, suck you in. And you find yourself spending too much time on fights that don't really move the needle or help anyone. You don't want to be around most people. And to be honest, it feels almost irritating to be around people that are not talking about and focused on the pain and fights out there. How can they be so callous? There is no time left for you though. Every technology software and to do seems to spiral out of control and nothing works the way that it should. And we aren't talking about fighting good fights here. We're talking about the ones that suck us down rabbit holes that aren't healthy or healing for you or anyone else. Does any of this describe y'all? I love seeing everyone's posting. I'm a combo. I'm this. Yes. Yeah. Or is it all of it? You feel like you're bouncing
1: between two or more of them. Mm-hmm. Time for a poll. Who are you? Can we do our little poll? Do we Let's have that see. set up? I just I just realized I didn't confirm that with our team beforehand. Do, 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 do. do see number do, three. Do, do. I'm definitely a
0: one one, all of these I'm, a thin, I'm a hashtag dad life.
1: I love it, Steve. Okay. So we've got a little bit, the real story for many of us, and it may look a more or less intense, but we're in a trauma response cycle. Yeah. Can you see that pattern in your life that freeze as the depressed Drew That fawn as the people pleaser, Pat, that flight as the skate patch M, and that fight as frustrated Finn. Yeah. Now, what you may be struggling with is identifying how this dynamic might be showing up in a big and small way in your daily and professional life. We know that you know the, the basics of trauma, right? This is not just a trauma training. And we also know that we're being a little loose in how we define and explore trauma, but we think the possible risks outweigh the benefits of therapists really understanding what's happening and how to shift out of that dynamic. But again, we might just need a little reminder
0: as, how, as to how this relates to us right. in particular. In case you have forgotten, which I doubt you have, let's look at it trauma symptoms, right? Intrusive thoughts, memories, attempts to avoid the distressing event, negative thoughts about yourself, feeling detached, right? Being easily startled, frightened, always being on guard, self-destructive behavior, drinking too much, driving too fast, trouble sleeping. Does any of this sound familiar? The guilt and shame, right?
1: Yeah. The memory problems, the hopelessness about the future, difficulty maintaining close relationships. When's the last time you reached out to your friends, y'all feeling emotionally numb, how much numbness do we have out there? So let's first just take a moment, do a little assessment, take a couple of breaths and let's dive in, slow down, pause and figure out what's true and what isn't true for you in your life, your unique life, right? How often do we really pause and turn inward a lot less frequently than we ask our clients Mm -hmm. to, right? So again, remember, do what's safe for you. You know yourself, this isn't therapy, you're in charge. Your body or brain may touch on the past, but ultimately this is a present oriented activity. So let's go ahead if it's safe to do so and close your eyes, take a few grounding breaths.
2: Hmm.
1: What have you been feeling in your body on a daily basis?
2: What has been that theme physically? What's been the theme emotionally? What healthy patterns or parts of yourself have been showing up to help you through this really difficult time?
1: And then notice what are the patterns or parts that have been showing up for you that have been less helpful?
2: Just notice with no judgment. What old messages have you been hearing that don't fit you any longer?
1: Maybe something about you're not good enough. You're not doing enough. You're not enough.
2: What if you felt like this for another 12 months?
1: And when you notice that, where do you feel that in your body right now when you think about continuing the way you've been continuing? What emotions come up?
2: Where do you feel them in your body? What happens to your heart rate? And then
1: what true messages are those patterns or parts trying to tell you that you're not hearing?
2: Breathe all of that in and out, right? You are
1: normal. You're not alone, right? How is this showing up in your life and your business? If you feel comfortable to share, or maybe even what has your body been trying to communicate to you that maybe Mm -hmm. you haven't been hearing? Mm -hmm. Share in the chat. I think we're, and we won't read everything out, but it's, I think it's really important to type them out. I think it's really important to realize that you deserve to speak your truth, right? You deserve to seen, be seen and be heard, Mm -hmm. right? This is not sustainable. There's no work-life balance because I feel like I'm always having to do something. My body says, take care of me. My body says, you're giving me more than I can bear with the overeating. Right. Right. My body has Mm. been telling me I need a break. You have goosebumps. I'm feeling overwhelmed and always behind lots of difficulty focusing. Right. I feel so numb. It's all too much. Mm. And I'm not sleeping well, more anxious than ever in my life. I'm scared every day. I'm Mm. needing more balance and healing. To be secure in the business I've created, I feel fatigue. I feel tired. I, I even wonder—is the word fatigue or is it exhaustion? Mm-hmm. Right. I need to work hard with no rest. Right. Oh my gosh, it's just message fifty-five messages. Right. Keep like, writing. like even like, though keep
0: we can read them all, I think <clears throat> it's good writing. for you to. Be seen and everyone to see each other. Um, And so when you're posting, post it to everyone so everyone can see. Why is this happening? Why is it so easy to overlook, right? And what strategies can help us individually and collectively to shift? One of the reasons your trauma response may have been triggered recently is a global pandemic new big T and little T traumas in your life. I mean, that's just a fact, a global pandemic that activated prior big T and little T trauma responses in your life.
1: Anybody else? That was a huge thing for mm-hmm. me, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Burnout triggered or exacerbated by a pandemic with changes that felt out of your control and a need and demand for your services that is beyond your or any of our individual capacity and Your capacity may have changed. It probably changed. We're still trying to apply an old paradigm to something that it doesn't exist anymore. And then also life didn't stop moving and exposing us to non-pandemic related big trauma, little trauma, grief, loss, systemic oppression, racism, war, sexism. I mean, it goes on and on.
1: And the reasons you may not have noticed is that you're so focused on your clients, right? It leaves so little attention to prioritize our experience. You're focused when you're not focused on clients. It's about yes. your partner or your kids or your pets or your community, your family, your friends, you know, like governmental change. We also have this broken system that normalizes and rewards a lack of boundaries, overwork and burnout, and then blames and shames you when you have a normal human response, right? Have you guys ever said, like you get rewarded if you say half of my caseload is sliding scale, I'm just coming along. But if you come in and say, I can't do this anymore, I'm drowning in debt, I I can't sleep at night, I, I need to create something that really works for me, then it's, well, you know, you're not making mental health accessible. It's bullshit, you know? I know I'm not supposed to say that word, but it's, it's just, it's terrible. It's wrong. Right. And then we have this exhaustion, burnout patterns, traumas and symptoms that were creeping up right. well before 2020. Yes. Right. Like we were primed for this. <clears throat> and then I think also a lot of us are playing whack-a-mole. Is it medications? Is it my body? Is it my mental health? Maybe it's my relationship. Maybe it's an autoimmune condition. Like I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And it's keeping me from seeing like what's happening systemically. And then of course we're running at such a frantic pace waiting for the crisis result to resolve. And it just hasn't. And you might be thinking like, why are we talking about this? Like we are, you know, we're business coaches, right? Why are they talking about trauma? Why are we bringing you in to talk about this? And I, I think it's so important. Like we are therapists first. Ooh. We cannot and will not ignore what is happening in our professions. Each of you is so absolutely essential to healing this hurting world and you need care and we see it and we will not ignore it.
0: We also have a unique perspective because we see what's happening in our profession, our community, and within our colleagues. We see how the last few years have affected ourselves, honestly, each uh, you know each other, and we see it yeah. in each other, and we get a unique perspective into our coaching clients, um, and our business schoolers when we look at their task lists, their profit and loss reports, their schedules, their hearts, minds, and goals. And you are all seeing it here as you are all sharing so vulnerably, which yeah. I want to just thank you for. You-, you can see it, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, traditional therapy, you can go in
1: and you can talk about the burnout and you can talk about yeah. the vacations or the bubble bath or the mindfulness, but when the system is broken, right? Like they can't go in and have a solution to the system right. of your business and your profession. Right. Like some of them do, they're like, no, you need to charge more or what have you. But I think it's a different thing, right? When your therapist says, Hey, you should do this. Versus like, but how do I actually do that? Yeah, And that's part of what we're here for is to help you see, to give you permission, then also give you options for how do I actually make this systemic change when what I see everybody else doing, if I was to like ask other people, like what's the checklist, they will give you a checklist that is not good,
0: right? When we really feel called, uh, we take this very seriously when we create this training, (laughs) We lots of meditation and tears and thinking about, Mm We need to talk about this dynamic uh, now because we see how unseen, um, how the unseen is hurting therapists and how when we don't talk about it, it's, it's going to be insidious if we don't open it up and, and have these discussions. And that leads us going from the frying pan to the fryer looking for relief. We, we're seeing people leaving exploitive environments and joining online mental health tech employers that exploit them further leaving unhealthy positions and then unconsciously recreating and replicating unhealthy practices in their own businesses. I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they, we see people adding in streams of income to escape the cycle, but then it exacerbates the issues because the core hasn't been addressed. And we see people enrolling in more courses, asking them to do more and add on than they truly need. Um, and they need really a plan that will lead them to doing less, right? Who here knows that they need to do less? Right? Taking vacations to recharge, but not being open to making change to the system that isn't sustainable. And I'm finding also that the vacations just don't seem to recharge because they come back to that broken.
1: Yes. Again, it's- from that from the question that we that we shared in the very beginning of like, I'm taking vacations, but I come back and I feel more I'm overwhelmed and like I still don't feel rested, <laughs> like this. And financially, it does it's not there. Y'all have been sprinting since March of 2020. Right? We've been going through this unifying trauma. We put unrealistic expectations on ourselves and our colleagues. We're not built. We've not built in time for rest and recovery. We've been so other focused that our basic needs aren't getting Mm -hmm. met. We've been essential workers, right? Just there on the front lines of death and grief and fear and trauma day in and day out. We've been underpaid and Mm underappreciated. And many of us had a plan that was unsustainable before all of this happened. So how do we really start to shift and change? It all comes down to safety and security. Is there safety and security to make the changes that need to be made? And I want to say this, your symptoms are not there to make your life harder. They are there to be guideposts that change is needed. I'm going to pause, breathe that in. And I want you just to close your eyes and soak that in for a second, right? The, The the depression, the depressed Drew, the people pleaser, Pat, the, the, the anger, the frustration, the sadness, the numbness, all of that, those symptoms are not there to make your life harder. They are guideposts
0: that change is needed. Can you take that in? So what does that look like? If you're depressed Drew, that looks like unfreezing, focusing on settling your body first. Remind your heart that it's safe to make change, identify and stick to that new capacity of an ideal caseload and adjust the fee for that new capacity, creating longer periods of rest and taking control of your schedule and listening to messages and cues your body's giving you at work and at home and identify and compassionate respond to the triggers that come up for you.
1: Right. That slow down to speed up. Yeah. Don't try to put more on. Depressed Drew struggled with, this is a real person, but you (laughs) know, struggled with energy and depression throughout their life. The low energy and depression would often hit right as they were starting to make progress in their business. They'd work with their psychiatrist to adjust medications, go to yoga, do all the things. They were a great employer, but when things hit, it felt like there was no energy for anything Mm. else through coaching. We identified their pattern was to internalize issues, not talk about them. And their body responded by slowing down, way down. So we started practicing looking for what was unsaid. Going back to the realization, when I shut down, I or when I shut up, I shut down. They started talking it through, realizing it was a trauma response and the direct impact it was having, not just on their business, but on their life. Overall, they finally saw the, middle, the needle move. As they let the stuff that was coming to the surface come out just over one month of having this realization, their profits doubled, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's a guidepost here.
0: If you're that people pleaser, Pat, we would say unfawn, right? Focusing on you again, settling into your body, just like we did a little earlier, reconnecting with intuition and wisdom is really important here and finding safety and saying no Realizing your clients need you to have boundaries, you are not of service by saying yes all the time. Identify that ideal caseload and stick to it, taking back your schedule and keeping separation. This is really important between home and work. And this is getting harder when you're virtual. Miranda and I have worked from home for over... 11 plus years, yeah. right? And we actually got an office <laughs> in the pandemic <laughs> because everyone came home. And so I think it's really important to have that separation. Yeah. Um, we have our
1: wonderful people, your Pat. They are learning how to do things differently. They came to us looking to launch a course to help their retirement planning, but they were saying yes to way more clients than was yes. sustainable, right? And what they realized as we started exploring was like, oh, in order to say yes to what I really want, I have to say no to some things. So now they have a virtual niche group practice and they started creating that even before the pandemic and all of that. they were on the forefront, a sustainable caseload, a space to launch courses now that they've set this foundation and they went from like struggling to put money into their retirement to like, oh, I'm maxing out and now I have other
0: options to plan for that space moved from 27 to 10. I just want to highlight that. (laughs) Some of y'all are overworking. Mm -hmm. So Okay. So then there's unflight, the escape hatch M, uh, focusing on settling your body before you do any activity and notice what you can change in the here and now. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like taking that locus of control, like, oh, if I do this other thing, it'll Mm -hmm. make it better. But it's sort of like, what can I change with what is right now Mm -hmm. Um, and identify how escapism is exacerbating the lack of safety and create a dynamic in the here and now that really works for you while leaving space to plan for the future without panic. There is nothing wrong with having dreams and wanting to do yeah, other things. We're about it. Yes. But <laughs> Being present and shifting what is current mm. is most important. I just get tingles in my body when I think about
1: that. So this was one of our escape hatch M They want to change, but they didn't think it was possible. They thought they'd have to burn it all down to get relief. There was a part of them that even thought like, I should just figure out how to retire Mm -hmm. um, because I can't do what I want to do because it's so ingrained. And they finally started to really create this sustainable income and schedule. They said no to what wasn't working for them. They really got into their body and to practice their continuing. And I love this. They went in to see their financial planner And their financial planner was like, whoa. And this is what their financial planner said. I've always seen you running on the treadmill, even when your situation was good. Today, I see you leaning into the heart and not running away. When you make these changes to these old trauma patterns, it impacts every, every life and other people will see it and you will feel it. It is life changing. So they were able to drop all the insurance plans. They are able to sit, sit with their caseload and then also be really clear of like, these are the kind of, this is the kind of work that I want to do. And now they get to just live into that and start to get comfortable with this new paradigm, because this is very much out of their, mm-hmm. um, out of their norm. Mm-hmm.
0: And then we have frustrated, Ben, how do we stop the fighting? Focus on settling your body. It's about fighting for yourself. Mm-hmm. Identify the fights and places that are not worth your time. It's important that you you do dedicate your fighting for this your safety and peace of mind daily. While that will allow you to advocate in the places that matter most.
1: Yeah,
0: and then focus on the vision you have for your life in the here and now, and identify what triggers feel like and how to resettle yourself and take ample breaks. Sometimes, you know, we're scrolling and we're mm-hmm. reading and we're getting amped. And so it's like, how do I create that separation where I can still stay informed about what matters most to me, but I keep my state regulated.
1: Yeah. Uh, so here's frustrated fence, spending hours on the phone with insurance companies, managing the insurance company's mistakes and ever-changing rules. They were frustrated, angry, and felt trapped. It made even the smallest task feel huge. They decided to stop reassess what they really wanted and what really worked after over a decade of living on the brink. They went back to their foundation to refocus, revision and reconnect with themselves and their needs for the first time in years. Even paying for a gym, like 50 bucks a month, that felt like a huge step in being able to take care of themselves after all the conditioning they've been through. They needed support and permission to create safety and security for themselves. Does that sound familiar to any of you? Are
0: you guys, are y'all noticing patterns, right? Focus on settling your body. Just those few minutes that Miranda did like the guided meditation, taking breath, feeling your body, it's important. Reconnect with the vision that really works for your life today. Identify the numbers that work for you. Again, honoring the change in capacity identifying the fee and the insurance relationships that support that caseload, reconnect with some of the numbers, get to know your patterns and identify what you need. I think we're just, it's so like, I just need it all, but we need to be a little bit more honed in onto what we need. And
1: maybe you're Finn Drew, Drew Padham, right? (laughs) Finn Drew Drew Padham, right? That's a name. Um, If you're all in it, bouncing back and forth, is there really healing on the other side? Depressed on the collapse on the weekends and froze for too long at my company. I should have left earlier, way earlier. Go, go, go during the week, which was trying to flee from burnout, the depression on the weekends and chronic health and mental health issues my husband's was experiencing. I joined business school because I knew that it was not sustainable. And I had two options they were fighting and fleeing, fleeing for real from everything. And it just not being my coping technique for mm-hmm. the week. I cycled through all three until I left agency work and they created this place of like, I have my life back, Yeah, right? Finally have a sustainable income and a sustainable caseload, learning to set boundaries again, giving myself permission to enjoy life.
0: These are not isolated examples. We know that one of the hallmarks of burnout and trauma in our professions, we start to lose hope that things can get better. We start to think that this is how it is. This is as good as it gets. And that simply is not true. We really deeply believe you can heal. You can find joy. You can find success. You can create a business in a life that lights you up. You can create the balanced life that you teach to your clients. So who's ready to make some changes or at least feel some shift here, right? I want to see in the chat. Me, me, me. <laughs> All right. I love this. They're ready. Hands up. All right.
1: All together, right? We are together. So awesome. We know what the goal and intention is to feel better. Let's start with that first step always, which was settling our bodies, right? So we're just going to do a little activity. And first, we're going to scan our bodies from zero to 10. Just in this moment, you might even find that you're a little more relaxed than you normally are, but let's be honest. There's still some tension in there. So zero to 10, zero being neutral. 10 being one to run out of the room screaming, right? Like it's tense, just like, or, tense, or tense. completely numb. That's yeah. the other one that can be a 10 too. Um, where are you at? So we're just going to notice no judgment. Ooh. Okay. you Got your number. All right. Now we're going to do a little tapping together. Um, some of you have done this before. Some of you even taught clients, but we're going to do this for you um, in this moment. And we're going to start um, with just our four fingers and we're going to tapping above our eyebrow. And what you'll notice is if you kind of go up to your forehead and back to your eyebrow, you'll notice the place where it feels like you have like a little charge or a little something like it just feels different. Yeah. If you have glasses on, you can take those off and we're just going to breathe while we do that. You can hear Kelly breathing, not me because I'm talking, (laughs) but normally it's this nice, settled, slow breath. And then we're going to wrap those fingers around to the temples, to the outside, and this might be a normal place where when you're tense, right? We even see this like on movies and TVs, people will rub this area, right? These are natural places that we're drawn to, okay? And we're just going to give them attention while we breathe. And it doesn't have to be, it's not It's not super soft, but it's not like, you know, you shouldn't leave bruises, right? <laughs> That's important. And then we're going to go under eye um, to like that eye socket, I like to think that I'm like depuffing my eyes. I don't think it actually works, you know, but like maybe like a little eye lift action. I'm heading towards 50. God bless him. How's that happening? Um, so we're just going to tap, 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 tap under there while we keep breathing in. And then we're going to take one of those hands and do our mustache right here. Right? All of us. Have a little hair right here, probably. Well, maybe less some less than others. It's just a genetic thing. It's definitely got some nice little mustache here. Breathing that in, and then we're gonna do that little crease in the chin right here. Mm. Right. And notice I'm not necessarily counting. I'm not doing anything. There's nothing magical you have to worry about. And then we're going to go under your collarbones. If you kind of move around, you'll notice a spot where it feels well for me. Uh, <laughs> sometimes people do this like, um, like a, a monkey, like ah. Uh, uh, and sometimes you'll notice there's a spot again where it feels the tension. Go ahead and lean into the tension, not in a way that hurts you, but in a way that feels good. Okay. Breathe in, notice where the tension is. That's a guidepost from your body. Follow the guidepost. Listen to your body, right? Touch on that guidepost, lean into it in a way that feels safe and comfortable, okay? And then we're gonna move into the sternum. I like to use my knuckles and do like a little circle. Kelly likes to tap with her fingers. You just try out and see what feels good to you. Keep breathing. Okay. And then finally, we're gonna do this little monkey one. I do it like this, Kelly does it like tapping in the other way, whatever feels good to you. Again, you can kind of move around, find the guidepost. Where do you feel that little bit of tension? Where is that spot? For me, it's kind of in my, my bra line, um, kind of straight down from my armpits, right? For you, it might be a little bit higher or it might be a little bit lower. Actually for me, yeah, no, it's, it is right there, but there's spots all over, but this is definitely the spot for me. <laughs> okay. I need
0: just tap out of the head after this.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. All
0: right.
1: yeah. all right. So let's do the tap of the head. Connecting in with that. Mm, I feel that on the top of my head. Ooh,
2: that's,
1: a spot. that's a good spot. I like it. All right. So we're just gonna breathe that in and we're gonna do that body scan again, zero to 10. What does that look like for you, right? Did you notice a shift, right? Just following through this little tapping cycle and there's other ways to tap. Oh, definitely. Uh, We didn't even even do the
0: setup. We didn't even do do do
1: anything with, so this is a little piece of like some EFT, emotional freedom technique. Um, but I've, I've taught this for years to people without any of the other things, just getting into your body. Like we don't have to make this complicated, right? Just a few, two to three minutes of Mm. just tapping, nothing Mm. magic. We didn't identify any negative thought technicians, Mm. just anything. We just got settled.
0: A bit more awake. The thing is embodiment is what's going to open us up to the healing, the joy, and the creativity. And I feel that that's something that we've all kind of left. And once you're embodied, you can start to create that foundation for a healed and joyful life. The last few years have taught us how exposed and vulnerable as individuals And as a profession that we are, we need to create some protection in order to have that safety to heal and to be protected from future impacts. It is the norm in our profession to be overworked, underpaid, undervalued. Therapists continue to be the worst paid master's degree. Insurance companies continue to provide poverty level reimbursements in certain areas of the country. Tech companies are coming in to exploit therapists, and I think the clients as well, and misleading them about caseload, salary, and so much more. Um, and they are exploiting the client's protected health information for project profit, Profit. (laughs) looking at, uh, Facebook groups and seeing people making three to 4k a month gross income while working 20 to 50 hours a week. It is heartbreaking. Even if you live in a place with a low cost of living, because let's face it, cost of living isn't that low. These individuals have masters or doctor degrees and years of decades of experience and training and aren't making a salary that they could sustain without another income to supplement. Therapists are struggling to afford their own health insurance, their own mental health care, working two to three to four jobs to make ends meet, living with the idea that they'll always have to be in debt because they can't pay back student loans for the profession they were taught. People are asking for advice in Facebook group, group bleh, groups, <laughs> but we can't truly build a solid, sustainable business foundation out of tidbits and sound bites, Right that are out of context from a group that is not at all focused on your unique situation and needs. We need to figure out what works for you, the individual, your lives, your cost of living, your family structure, your intersectional lens, your lifestyle dream, your health conditions, your medical care, your student loans, all those things.
1: We need to build a new expectation of what a sound, secure life looks like. Yes. There's a reason that there are steel doors protecting the pilot. While we don't want you to be removed from the world, you need that kind of protection from the elements. Many of you are hanging out in the elements, feeling unsafe, unsure and at risk and wondering why you can't focus and get stuff done or feel joy. If you're living a life in a state of nervous system, dysregulation, or with an activated amygdala, <laughs> it can feel impossible to live a balanced, joyful life. The framework what we were taught or not taught in grad school, internships and agency placements, it doesn't work. Can we get like, a, like it's not working. We need systemic and systematic change <laughs> in our profession and we need it now and it starts with you. Who's ready for a new healthy framework? that allows them to live and heal yes. and like Aww. be and have some protection from the yes. elements. This is where we're bringing
0: you the four M framework today, right? Cause you can't sustain more of this. We need to look at how humans function, your unique life, your vision and sound principles that we've been teaching for over 25 years. So <clears throat> step one, let's get clear on where you are at. You need to look and assess your life, your traumas, coping strategies, what makes you you, your relationships, all the things, the reality of your current situation and the whole picture. Don't leave any part out. Let's go through some common mistakes we can make in attending to the my life part of the forum framework. You might be thinking you let the trauma run the show. Lack of awareness can lead to trauma informing decisions that don't fit your deep desires. And so that means you need to commit to invest time to bringing the unseen into your awareness and ensure actions you're taking are serving you professionally and personally. The second
1: mistake is we're not willing to make changes to the big picture pattern and it keeps us stuck. Give yourself permission to put everything on the table, caseload, fee, contracts, everything. The third thing is that we spend hours on social media to network, decompress, check out, get your needs met or get information, even when it's not working y'all, let's focus on creating quality relationships and connecting in communities that actually leave you feeling safe, connected and informed.
0: Then from there, we go into your vision, my vision for the M (laughs) where we're looking at the goals, the purpose, who you wanna help, how you wanna help, your passions, the impact and legacy you wanna leave. Having clarity on this, helps you avoid ending up with a life or practice where you're unfulfilled and unable to meet your personal clinical or financial goals.
1: But there's also some mistakes and come in. You believe in the numbers game. You just keep adding on clients, tasks, projects, goals, other positions, streams of income without understanding what works, Mm. what's sustainable or why you're doing the things you do. We can, we need to do less. We need to focus your energy on tasks that lead you to the life and business you desire you're also panicking to mark the next thing off the list. Instead of planning for what you want life to look like in the next two or three years, you set yourself up for the future by identifying the skills you need to acquire and developing the foundation you need to put in place and the goals that prepare you for reaching your future vision. And it's probably not you know, like vacuuming the
0: floor. <laughs> <laughs> you would never ask a client to start making changes without having some sort of vision of what they want. So stop doing this with your own life. And then there's the master plan, connecting the dots, the strategy, the process and method that results in outcomes, a tailored plan. A clear plan is what allows you to make your vision a reality. When you understand not just what to do, but why you're doing and how to do it effectively, you will have the confidence to create the dream life and heal so here's some mistakes. <laughs>
1: um, for, yeah, it's so easy to overemphasize the final outcome. I'm just going to launch an online course and not have any idea of like, what is like the whole picture behind it? The process of thinking, all the decisions we need to dig down into the steps and learn to make the process efficient and effective for your style yes. of thinking and organizing so important. for your style, you, your yeah.
0: brain and how it works in your life.
1: Yeah. I think the second mistake, we ask the wrong people for feedback and impact input about your life, business marketing, and their advice leads to more confusion. Like if you're asking an overworked therapist in a Facebook group, like what you should do, like, or you're asking someone like, you don't know what's in their bank account. You don't know if they have a good life or it's balanced. Identify the right people to ask for feedback and know how to ask for feedback in a way that you actually get helpful insights mm-hmm. rather than vague or conflicting conflicting opinions and
0: and advice. Each of these items on its own is very powerful, but when combined, that's where the magic happens, right? My life, my vision, my master plan brings you to that joy-filled life and business.
1: But there is one thing that can supercharge all of this and it is community. Safe community, It gives you this harbor to rest and recharge. You see yourself in others, you get this reciprocal support and reduces this isolation and improves motivation. There is this this quote about like, like healing happens or this idea like I truly believe like healing happens in community. It doesn't happen in a closet by yourself. There's a reason we do healing in community. We healing in therapy and group therapy and all these other things. It happens with other people. You're meant for connection. Safety is created by a common mission, goals, and values. When you have these clear boundaries and expectations, we can, we don't have to compete anymore. Right. Right. We get to stand out. We get to stand in our truth.
0: All of these pieces work together and are interdependent. And it's not just enough to have one or the other. So, you know one of them's missing. (laughs) And I want you all to think about, look around you. Are you in a safe community? Have you cultivated in your business and in your personal life safety? Mm -hmm. Um, Especially for those who are in that trauma state. So important. Okay.
1: Mm -hmm. Your needs are unique, but no matter how you're feeling, no matter what your situation, you can have shift. You can, this, this works for you. No matter whether you're already successful in solo practice or group practice, whether you're struggling in solo or group practice, whether you're starting from scratch or you want to go buy on the couch, you can have this. Whether you're just trying to find your joy again, whether you are looking for that sustainable practice, you want to get out of debt, buy a house, launch an online course, pivot to a new product or service. We got a message from one of our clients um, yesterday, and they had written down their goals for this year: were to pay off all of their debt, buy a house, launch a course. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had written it down specifically in their Asana board, yes. um, over this year. And they launched a course, they paid off all their debt for them and their spouse. Um, they just closed on a house and they launched their course. Yeah. Like, like you can do this, right? Do you believe that in your heart? Do you believe that things can get better? Hmm. If you can't believe that quite yet, we're here to hold that space and that knowing for you truly. We've walked hundreds and thousands of therapists down this path Mm. and we've watched the transformation for them, not just financially, but emotionally, Mm -hmm. mentally, spiritually, and personally, you can do this. So
0: let's, let's recap. You examine how trauma is showing up in your life and your business. You learned what skills and strategies to apply based on what trauma and stress response that you're in the middle of right now. You experienced some guided imagery and some breathing and tapping as ways to settle yourself anytime and anywhere. You learn the four key components of how to create that joyful life and business that provides future protection and safety. So are you committed to creating the systemic change? You need to find joy again. Mm -hmm. Say yes in the chat.
1: It's so it's time to stop spinning your wheels with that step-by-step strategy Mm -hmm. to create your plan with support. So it's time to decide what's your plan and who's going to support you. Are you ready? Type yes in the chat. There's so much satisfaction. You can have the continued passion and confidence, the rejuvenation, the financial freedom, the respect for self and connection. This can be your year. Yeah. Right. You've been waiting way too long. What would it be like for this year by December for you to absolutely have transformed your life and your business? Yeah. And not just focusing on the great out income, but realize that everything, when you start to make these deep systemic changes, it reconnects you so that you can have even better outcomes. And it absolutely, it's like this wonderful, beautiful thing of like, oh, my business is running better. I'm getting better outcomes. And that's leading to more referrals. And that's giving me more strength and confidence. Like it just is in flow. And that's, if, if you want help in how to do that, that's what we're, that's what for. we do. You know, <laughs> like we know that like 90 minutes here or there is not going to do it. We created the business school for therapists is award winning multiple sellout the complete step by step formula to creating growing and scaling a profitable and sustainable solo group and beyond the couch practice. We have been doing this collectively for 25 years. We were just named the 2022 (laughs) best private practice consultants. We've been named that before um, in previous years, as well as the best um, course for therapists.
0: Um, This is a nine step process that's going to streamline you to a successful practice, whatever phase you're in. So we have starting, struggling, group and successful. What track are you? I'm just kind of curious <laughs> in the chat. Um, so these are the modules that we'll be covering. First, we go through your vision, where we look at how to create a solid business that you love, that fits into your life. Then we move into the policies, procedures, ooh, and informed consents that save you time, money, but also improve your clinical outcomes, right? And then we look at organization, how you're going to automate, outsource, eliminate so that you love your business more and it frees up time for that joy in your life. And then we want to help you with some of the planning, fill in the blanks and finally have a financial and business plan that makes sense. Money stuff. Oh, we cover lots of money and we cover a lot of intersectionality stuff around money. We want you to have a plan around that niche, writing a compelling message to the clients that you serve best and that you love working with. We talked about
1: this yesterday about like, you're going to learn how to create a message that will literally have clients calling you and in tears. And then yesterday afternoon, I was talking with someone, we were doing a a live stream and she was Mm, saying like, Oh my gosh, my genetic garrison. And I said, I said, she said, Oh my gosh, like people call me, like you're speaking to me. I said, how often does it happen that, that they call and they literally like are in tears. And she's like, A lot, actually, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they're so touched and seen. You're going to learn how to build, tweak, or revamp your website and create a plan for the first page of Google, create a plan for a website that leaves you with like a waiting list. And you know how to do that effortlessly You're going to learn marketing and know what to do weekly and monthly to grow your practice without burning out. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn what needs to happen at the beginning to create that full foundation and then how you can scale things back in a way that doesn't just, it's not just like feast or famine. And how to analyze it. Yeah. How -hmm. to analyze it and what makes sense for you in particular.
0: How many of you understand what is working and what isn't right? Yeah, That's the piece we want to show you how to do that. So you also... Get direct support from us and our team twice per year, every year, for as long as we do this program and we don't plan on stopping. Four weeks a year. Four weeks a year of unlimited
1: questions, answers. Oh, my goodness. We will review your website, help you rewrite copy, help you with logo and branding, like everything that you could possibly, every
0: question you could
1: imagine in private practice and beyond, we are there for it. And
0: you got a taste of community today. I see some of our business schoolers in here. Uh, y'all have been typing and sharing. Um, and I know some of you had to go because of sessions, but you get to connect with other therapists like you who are in this same kind of mindset. Um, it's a powerful community. We cover step-by-step everything, fee increases, consultation calls, insurance plans, websites, and so much more. Yeah.
1: Like everything you could imagine y'all, because we've had 2000 people go through this. It's a lifetime access program. Yeah. And you get this for less than the cost of one grad school program. Yes. One grad school program, one person coming in and paying your full fee, one private pay client, is going to, depending on how long you you see clients and your, your investment is taken care of. And then yes. after that, it's profit and profit and profit. We have different payment plans, including six
0: payments of $375. And of course we have extra special gifts for you. So one of our bonuses worth over a thousand is our consultations that convert course. This is going to give you the templates, the strategies behind having that phone call and converting people, whether you're in group practice, individual, a highly specialized, or you have different kinds of services beyond one-on-one therapy.
1: And it's also going to include trainings for your staff and being able to do the, the calls, which is huge. And then, of course, the insurance revolution system. (laughs) What if you could get off of one or two of those low-paying plans? What if you go go get off of all of them? What if you could have that process just be easier (laughs) and less stressful that you weren't having to worry about audits? Whatever the scenario is, whether you want an insurance or a hybrid practice, we're going to show you how to do it better in a way that's sustainable. And of course, we know after the last couple of years, we have to have online as an option, whether it's just a backup or you want to do it 100% of the time. We have helped therapists from all over the globe create completely virtual practices and hybrid practices and backup practices. And marketing. And the marketing, everything. How do you actually get someone calling you from, you know, across the state or another state? What does that look like?
0: This program is worth 32 CEs. You can get CEs through AspiraCE.com, but we are going to give you 50 CEs to use so that you can just not stress about all that CE stuff.
1: And that CEs are APA and uh, NBCC. NBCC. And I want to be clear, APA and NBCC do not give you CEs for business building. They give you CEs for clinical content. That is how much clinical content is actually infused into what we do and this is also important for you to realize how much clinically is infused to every business decision you make whether you realize it or not who needs this in their life we want to hear from you type yes in the chat how many of you have been shocked by the value and the shift that you felt from this free training in the in the thing say me in the chat if you're like oh my gosh 90 minutes with Kelly Miranda or actually, let's see, we have 57 minutes. Like I cannot believe like what I've experienced Ooh. just right here, right now. Can you imagine four weeks a year with us
0: for li- <laughs> life? Like, people have been,
1: we've been doing business school for therapists for nine years. People invested nine years ago and we still are going into their website. We're still answering all their questions, providing them
0: all that support four weeks a year. I just love how our business builders are in here. All right. We are doing an extra bonus where we do four group coaching sessions. If you're new, it starts on Monday. So if you want in on that, you can have that. But something else we're trying, and I know this says enroll by the end of the webinar, truly we have X amount of slots. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah.
1: Just so we don't have to be up till midnight. <laughs> we, we said that like it's by midnight tonight, Yes. Um, but we want to, make. but honestly, if depending on how many people enroll, we may shift that because we, mm-hmm. we only have so many slots, so that may shift, but. To make sure that we get you in for sure, even though it says that on the webpage, like, hey, it's until midnight, um, we're going to go in and change that depending on how many people yes. enroll right now. Yes. <laughs> and so we want to make sure that that's a possibility. And so these one-to-one. are the coaches
0: that you would have a session with. This is a one hour um, session. And mm-hmm. for those of you who are wondering, do you get one on one coaching by the hour with us? You get us those two weeks twice a year. Whenever yeah. we do have individual coaching packages and retreats, we open it up to business schoolers first. We do not yeah. open it up public. And the last four years, we never even got to open up to business schoolers. So, or, um, yeah, or <laughs> not, not even like we didn't open up to the public. No, yeah, not at all. Yeah, so, yeah. And,
1: and you know, the reason that we do that is because we can do deeper work. And we can save yes. people money by having them go through business school. Um, it it is taken our coaching to the next level. So, here are all your bonuses. We've got the magic dashboard, which we even talk about. You're going to get a website template um, that has been developed by us that is amazing. Like, oh my gosh. And of course, we have a guarantee if you enroll seven days, you say, Like, oh my gosh, this wasn't what I wanted or I just changed my mind or whatever the thing is, we will just refund you. There's no questions asked. We don't care if you watched any videos. Like we don't care about any of it. Just do the thing. We're going to have you listen from Cindy because whatever we could say is not sufficient. And then we'll move into Q&A. And then we'll go into Q&A and then our giveaway at the end.
0: Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created business school for therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee, to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started.
3: I'm Cindy Doyle, and I want to share my boot camp story with you. Um, From my recollection, I joined boot camp in 2016. Um, I remember Signing up, and actually, I remember the first call with Miranda and thinking, Oh my god, Miranda's talking to me. Um, and I remember signing up and I thinking, Oh my gosh, I hope this is a good decision. This is a lot of money, but the hope that I wasn't going to feel the way I was feeling is what made the difference. I felt incredibly alone, isolated, confused, anxious scattered. Um, I felt really lost when I joined boot bootcamp. Um, I thought I was successful because I had a lot of butts on my couch. Um, I had joined every EAP panel, every insurance panel that I could think of. I had a contract to provide reduced services because that's what someone ahead of me taught me to do is that's how you do this. And you work and you work. I was probably seeing I'm pretty sure 44 clients a week when I came to boot camp and we wonder why I was overwhelmed. I had started a private practice I think or a group practice I had maybe one if not two clinicians at that time I can't remember but what's sad for me to think about is I was leading them on the same path that I was on and that like scares me now and makes me sad to think about, and so grateful as well. Um, I was working myself to the bone and they would have worked themselves to the bone. And I had this idea for this other thing that I wanted to do and I had no idea how to do it. When I look back over these past four years, I am just so grateful and so amazed because what I have now is a thriving, and i mean thriving group practice with five other amazing clinicians who and we're on a wait list because we all choose to niche it is crazy to me that i was like i'm going to be a generalist and i want to serve everybody and i thought niching was dumb and now i'm like niche 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 (laughs) and because we niche we get the people that we want to serve we are known in the community for certain aspects certain populations that we serve so whether it's first responders whether it's teenagers whether it's grief that oh adulting you know whether it's that it's it's amazing to see my clinicians and their growth they are making a good wage they love working for me we are all like oh i got 24 clients this week because we all have this balance within our lives I have other clinicians that are growing their practice and without boot camp I wouldn't have been able to walk them down that path and for that I am so incredibly grateful I think that boot camp has made me um, a more authentic clinician I, I let go I let go of my hustle I let go of worrying about pleasing worrying of the scarcity I think that's on the shirt somewhere, but like, it's the like, don't compete, stand out. And that stands true in so many different things that I do. Because it's more like a way of living your clinical life or your professional life. And so you stand out doing what you're doing. And now my dog has jumped in. <laughs> um, so I honor myself, I honor my clients, because I also encourage them to do the same thing. So how have I grown? Besides my practice, it's given me more time to grow my code for couples and the service that I provide to first responders, more importantly, law enforcement. I, because I have niched. I have keynoted. I have spoken at national and international conferences. Um, I have a podcast that people like to listen to. I have been contacted in order to consult. I have people contacting me for workshops, all because I niched and that I have enough time now to give it, to be creative with it, and to grow something that I wanted to grow, as well as growing these clinicians. I am in no way perfect, and boot camp continues to give back to me. The community that is there is amazing. The updates—I go into boot camp time after time and a time, time after time after time, just to get the information I need. So I greatly value and appreciate boot camp, and um, I just appreciate the chance to let y'all know how much it means to me. Thanks. Bye
0: for those of you who are wondering bootcamp well it used to be called that and now we just call it business school because that's really what it is yeah. I love what Elisa says here it was challenging but she learned so much and got her practice running successfully she expanded to group in six months so if you would love to join us we would love to have you um, we'll do the giveaway at the end of the Q&A here mm-hmm. but in the meantime let me see um, and if you are in business school, I saw some of you posting, please post to everyone and not just me, but share how it's helped you. Um, let's go into Q&A. There's some really good questions going on. Um, how do you balance taking the time off you need, being able to afford doing so and actually getting enough time to recover from burnout? I finding every couple months, I'm feeling like I need some time off. This,
1: so, was, the, this was the one that we talked about in the, in the yeah. very beginning. So this is something that we teach in business school, which is we create a business plan that creates time for, time for you to take time off where you are actually financially compensated. So when you're doing our magic dashboard, you're going to put in the amount of weeks that you are going to work that year so that your income is going to basically be divided over all the weeks, even the weeks that you're not working. The second thing is that you're gonna start to get really clear on what is a sustainable caseload for you. What we can hear from this question is that the person is burning out from their caseload. So we need to move that number down until we have a number where you don't feel like you're a husk of a human by the time it's time for vacation, right? And then when you put those two numbers in and all of the expenses, which might include um, time for group supervision, um, money to go to trainings or to take consultation or whatever you need, then that's going to set your fee and that's going to inform what insurance contracts you do or don't say yes to, as well as the fee that you charge your private pay client. So we're going to create a system that really supports you and the business because it, it's right. Like if we just keep doing what we're doing, nothing is going to change.
0: I love this. How do you set and maintain boundaries while trying to grow and maintain a group practice? What things have you found helpful to outsource to prevent burnout? I think sometimes it's, looking at having a really solid financial plan and model that prevents the burnout. Because sometimes people, we did this yesterday where we talked about the pay issues in group Mm -hmm. practice. People are, the stress is not so much having the people, it's the pay and all of that. But also there's other things to outsource, such as like phones and things like that. We're seeing more and more of our group practice owners hiring clinical directors and supervisors, and they're pulling back on their caseload. I have some group practice, we have some group practice, Practice owners that don't even they they come and they work about five hours a week they have a clinical director they have someone who's managing everything and they don't even see clients they're able to go do intensives or retreats and that's about it yeah
1: Chanel said, I enrolled in business school yesterday. Welcome, Chanel. I'm so excited to have you. How do I make sure I'm able to get on uh, in the live session on Monday? So I went ahead and linked to the calendar. We're going to be, the, all of this information, when you enroll into business school, you're going to go through an orientation and it's going to walk you step-by-step through all of the, like, how to manage and access everything, including how to access the events. But here's a public-facing thing that shows the calendar, of what time all the events are. And what's nice about that is that it does it in your time zone, right? You can say, all right, Google Calendar, my time zone is this. So then you can put that on your calendar. You can add that in if you have Google Calendar so you can copy all the events over. Um, But again, as a business schooler, the very first thing that we want you to do is start going through that orientation. It kind of seems like a lot, but it's, it's like little lessons that will take you through putting everything on the calendar, setting a schedule that really
0: makes sense for your life in particular. I accidentally started answering this question from Katie. If we enrolled in boot camp, do we automatically get a one-on-one coaching session? This is a new bonus for this new cohort that we are trying out to Mm -hmm. see how it works with our new, with our coaches.
1: And so if you enrolled at the point that we started offering this, then yes. And we have that in our system. So you can always email help at ZinniMe. I can't, pull up exactly when you're enrolled to know, Um, but we'll be going through that process, which will be good.
0: Catherine, how are you? Uh, Well, we cover things like starting and marketing courses. I keep trying to start courses, but can't seem to get enough participation to launch. We can work on that with you in the live session starting March 28th. So you can start posting your questions. I'd love to help you with that. I definitely, we definitely know how to do that.
1: And I think this is the piece too. And it's material that we have inside of, inside of business school, but it's a little bit more nuanced. um, And us knowing what you have set up already, um, we want to give you a really customized plan that makes sense for you. So make sure that you're signed up for, um, for the next working session.
0: Sarah asks, how flexible is the program? I'm balancing being a stay-at-home mom and doing therapy at night. Woo. My availability changes weekly. It's, you have an app on your phone, or you can do it on desktop, whenever it works for you. We just have those two working sessions where Miranda and I are Mm -hmm. present. You can post anytime day or night. And then during our office hours, we will answer all of your questions. And then it's 24 seven from there, you get to pace however you want to do it.
1: And I think that's it's important for, you, for y'all for you to know. And it's something we like. When you go to a traditional training, you go in and it's one person can ask at a time. You're kind of waiting. You don't want to ask like 10 questions because you don't want to monopolize. We want to be like good students or we want to be good community members or what have you. In business school, because what we have, we have what's called a reverse classroom where you're going through the material. And then as you're stuck or you finish, you want critiques, whatever you're looking for, you're posting that to us. And we're able to go in, especially because it's me and Kelly. And then we also have team members that are trained to answer those questions and get you support like ASAP. We can be answering questions concurrently. We're putting the questions in writing and or in video, like screen videos that are customized for you or even face videos. So if you ever had this experience where you ask a question and in the moment, It like fully makes sense. You take it into your body. And then like an hour later, you're like, wait, what did they say? Or like the way they said it was beautiful, but like, I can't remember how they said it or how they did it. This is one of the reasons why we do this in the way that we do it. This is it. It really works in a beautiful way. And you can't ask too many questions. You can't monopolize in any way you get to ask, whether it's 10 questions or hundred questions or 500 questions, we're going to answer every single question. There's no issue. You're not too much. And again, in terms of like the actual schedule and time of day, we've had people in Malaysia and Ireland and Australia and all over the world go through the program and they are posting when it makes sense for them, they get the answer and then they can easily refer back to
0: it. Okay. I like this question. Um, Often I find that burnout talks often suggest doing more mindfulness (laughs) or another strategy. Are there ways to reduce the burnout as a new mom, busy practice, lots of moving parts. I barely fit in 15 minutes to exercise or take a shower. I feel overwhelmed by literally one more thing to do. I already went to a wait list and trying to reduce my workload. So that's the thing. I think that's for you. It's to create space. So you're learning to say no, that is your to do, to say no. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are in burnout. A lot of that compassion fatigue and things like that, we just, our hearts are breaking more and more people need therapy. Our colleagues are full, Mm -hmm. but we aren't generating an income that allows us to pull back to the right capacity for us. So I think in terms of self-care, it is self-care to acknowledge what are the changes in your circumstance? What is the schedule that now works better for you? How many clients fit into that? What is the fee structure that needs to be? Do you need to outsource some things? And then you could see if you want to take an additional bubble bath, <laughs> whatever <laughs> but you've got to make yeah. you've got to make the room, um, you know, kind of thing. so. Um, and I
1: just want to say, like, I'm really proud of you for putting a wait list together.
0: Yeah. I'm really proud of you for, for already
1: recognizing and starting the process of saying no. Um, and hopefully I know this, this was a question that was submitted in advance. So I'm sure after watching this, you're like, Oh my gosh, like, hallelujah. They're not telling me <laughs> to like do more mm-hmm. we're, we're saying do less.
0: Steve asks, mm-hmm. Can you please address how to cope with being a sole provider for a family? That would be us. You aren't men and this, my father modeled this impacts me. We aren't men, but we are the sole providers. Well, I now have a spouse who is making income finally. I am the provider and protector. Not sure what to do because family needs me to keep this going.
1: Yeah. So um, Kelly now has two incomes, but she had a moment where she didn't. Um, throughout. I was, I was married and my spouse was unemployed or underemployed for many years of that marriage. Yeah. um, Including when I was starting my private practice with an infant at home um, and put him through school. We are now um, happily divorced, which is lovely. And I continue to be the the sole income um, for my mortgage and my, my, my son or what have you. I mean, he takes care of because his, his dad is still involved half the time, but, yeah. um, it really is, um, me. And I understand the weight that that can bring. And I also understand, I think for me, I, I, I will speak this out for a minute. There was always an assumption that me as a, as a female business owner and the fact that I was married, there was always an assumption that I had a second income and that his was the primary. Mm-mm, it's um, never been that it, for me. And it was, and that was not the case. And it was really, and I, and I think I felt more judgment when I said, hey, I can't take insurance or I can't do sliding scale. I do need to charge like a sustainable fee. And it was sort of like I was looked at as being as being greedy or, or money hungry, as opposed to like, oh, I was the man of the house, right? The, the traditional man of the house. So going back to this idea of um, what does that look like? It means that... I have to see myself um, as much as I'm taking care of everyone else. I have to see myself as, as a product to be taken care of as well as, as like, I need as much care as the rest of my family, because if I'm not taking care of me, I'm not taking care of them. I know it sounds trite that whole, put the, the mask on yourself on the plane before you do it for your, for the other people. Like that's the piece. And so we want to teach you how to create something that really makes sense and is sustainable for you, um, and where you're not feeling that sense of of pressure and panic, and where you learn the skills of oh I like I think when I was starting I not as much in private practice but definitely starting Zinni me doing private practice I like took on the marketing and I really understood how to amp that up and bring clients in, like very quickly, like that just flowed for me. Learning how to do that with Zinniwi was different. Um, And so that confidence of understanding how to turn up the volume and bring more people to, and how to like settle it, how to turn it down, like what does that look like? To be able to know that you can do that, that to know that like, even if, for example, if business school, like everybody said, business school is terrible, we're never gonna enroll and like not one other person enrolled in business school, we have the confidence of knowing how to shift and pivot yeah. and do what's needed for us and our families and our team. Like we know that internally. And that's a skill that we want every person who goes through business school to develop that, you know, if you change your mind, if something external happens, if it's a hurricane or a this or a that, that like, Things are set up in such a way that like, you know, you'll be okay.
0: Catherine, I hope you don't mind me sharing since you posted that you were divorced with two kids and before when you, when Catherine joined business school, she had a call with Miranda and said something along the lines of, I've just bought groceries and this is about as good as I, I can barely get by like paying for the groceries, you know, kind of thing. I, I think, um. And there is a lot of pressure when you are that primary, which is why you have to have way more external supports and you have to create a business that is that kind of, you know, how to pull the levers. And I would say like for me and Miranda there, I went through a period where I felt it so much. My husband lost his job. I married a teacher, you know, (laughs) like, uh, what I've always been the primary. Um, and so I think it was creating outside supports and creating the business to fit into a way that I still could get my support. So that yeah. meant that I still got to go to therapy. I could still do the things I need to do to take care of myself because no one's going to do that for me in the family system. Mm-hmm. And so the business was going to support that part. It's like this kind of equal relationship. I hope that helps yeah. um, with some of the answer, but I just want you to know you're not alone. Yeah. This is a common theme in um, our business school. Um, yeah. And now, primary. you know, Catherine has a yeah that she bought in like, all the and, things, <laughs> things like that. Like, yeah.
1: Oh, I want to take it just a moment. Can we welcome yeah. our new business schoolers? Holy moly, just today alone. Well, let's start from, from yesterday. So we've got Angela and Cassandra and Fu and Janae and Maya, and Diane, uh, and Corinne, and Morgan, and Kelly, and Catherine. Welcome. So do make sure, if you want to make sure you get that one-to-one, be sure to enroll by the end of this, just to make sure, because we're going to reassess what's happening with appointments and such.
0: This is a great question <laughs> for business school. How do we get past the fear of someone looking at our stuff, get past the embarrassment? <gasps> I love this. Oh
1: my gosh, this is the best part. How do you get past the fear, Right of putting yourself out in the world where anyone can see it. (laughs) This is the piece of why this works so much better in a community environment and why this is part of the process, because we're gonna allow you to share in a safe, supportive environment where everybody's being vulnerable, where everybody's kind of being in that space and like loving on each other and giving good actionable feedback. And when you have that experience of kind of going through that in like a safe way, right? It's like, you was like dip your toe in the water and be like, oh, the water is okay. And everyone's cheering for me. And this like feels so good. Do you realize how much easier it is to actually go out and be seen in the world? There, every decision that we've made Business school has been being developed for nine years. And this is, and like, this is a, we did other programs before this, and this was created based on what we saw was and wasn't working in previous programs. Everything is intentional. We could answer all the questions separately and privately on a one to one basis. It would be fine, but it wouldn't give you what you needed. Do
0: you hear that? It wouldn't give you what you needed. Stara shares she's still working on this right fellow boot campers help with this so business school members will help you by validating you for being you yeah. right addison knows this yeah Sarah knows this yes yeah
1: and this is the piece if you go just to like like you can have every one-to-one coach in the world tell you everything's okay but when you have to go out and put out in the world it's different so let's do that in a safe way let's build up that muscle of being seen of being supported yeah we just we went to the gym this morning (laughs) um let's build that up and it's going to make everything easier i love that
0: question i love it too um all right we should probably well we'll do a couple more questions how do you manage and work through the guilt? or shame of not taking insurance or doing sliding scale, especially if you're someone who's never been able to afford that kind of therapy. So it feels kind of hypocritical. First of all, um, just even first, where does that shame come from? And where is that rooted from? And is that really accurate? Yesterday, we talked about how we have a broken system and too often therapists are minding the gap and we are taking the crush that really larger systems need to take on, Right. And so how you manage that is you look at what does this allow me to do in my life? You do not have to give back through your business. You can give back as a parent, as a partner, as a member of your community, you're providing mental health care, right? And there are all kinds of models and maybe nonprofit is not a model for you. There is no shame in that. We, all, we need the diversity. So what do you bring that's unique in your mental health care? And I think that like standing in your truth of what is unique about you and who you serve can help absolve some of that guilt and shame. But also know there's many ways to give back in your life and it does not always have to fall in on your business. Mm-hmm. Like even your initial consult, we teach in that consultations that convert if you don't work with the person, you're still going to be of service. That is a free service to someone in the community where you help them get to help and healing faster than if they were to call like two one or some sort of line or whatever. The way we serve, even if they don't become our client is a give back. Yeah. I think the other part
1: too, like this is like that chicken and the egg. Well, wait, how could it feels hypocritical that I couldn't afford to pay for healthcare, but I can't pay for healthcare because I'm not charging an appropriate amount for healthcare, right? So it's sort of this like weird systemic dynamic where we say, no, like what would it be like for me to charge a fee that allowed me to get the healthcare that I needed? Um, and that it wouldn't be hypocritical, right? And also know, like this is something that we've talked about, Kelly's talked a lot about a lot, is that often people that are from marginalized community um, where there has been this systemic place of being underemployed or underpaid will be in this place where they will continue that. It feels so, it feels almost like they're doing something wrong by creating a dynamic where they're bringing in an income that's sustainable, right? One that where you can put something away for when an emergency happens that you can take time off to rest, where you can be home for for a, a child or a family member to take care of them, like all these other things. So you may be also be breaking some transgenerational, transgenerational, like I say breaking, but breaking uh, chains, right? Or again, healing some transgenerational trauma. Any uh, fans of that movie in here (laughs) that will not be named, right? Like, is you undercharging a piece of you keeping that
0: old story going? And this is something Addison and some other people are talking about in the terms of this, especially if you come from marginalized identities uh, and communities, that kind of place of when you're serving marginalized people, then we stay, we keep ourselves... um, with them, but we're on the forefront, right? You as a queer person or a person of color are on the forefront trying to change the fact that you're underpaid or whatever. And so that is very uncomfortable. Um, And Katie, the same person also asked, like, you're leaving clients who you know suffer when you leave. And I will say this, that like, we We have to take care of ourselves because we are also representing our communities. And that is something good for the community as a whole. And I think that also when you're leaving clients or that means you're having to terminate with clients, it is a service to terminate well, and it's unrealistic to think that we will always be the same therapist for everyone all the time change is inevitable and it's an opportunity to help them navigate the change i um, haven't had the same therapist have you had the same therapist forever no no, no.
1: So. i love shelly and then we're going to do um uh, giveaways i'm in a town of 2000 nearest city is 50 miles away and that's duluth minnesota i'm getting more and more private paid clients using the business school program i thought the same that i wouldn't be able to do this because i'm a small town but nope they're here if you provide a needed service. Yeah. Okay. So giveaways, let's hear it. I think Ginny is doing the giveaways today. Um, I want to hear why you guys want to win boot camp. Let's do our Etsy giveaway first. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Or maybe it's Elise. It's somebody. Yep, I have your Etsy giveaway winner Tammy Coase Ramsey. Tammy, Tammy, Tammy. Some of you who've been on our trainings before probably are like, why aren't they doing Amazon? We're tired of supporting Amazon. Who else is tired of supporting Amazon? So let's support some makers on Etsy. Awesome. 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 Okay. Now, which one
0: should we do next, y'all? Should we do business school next or should we do $1,000 cash? Oh, wait, no. There's a price for everybody in here first. Oh, I almost forgot. Y'all,
1: did you know that this training is now worth a CE? We get everybody gets a CE and we're going to be sending the information inside of the thing. Again, this is APA and NBCC. These are all the different approvals, but we have a code if you haven't used it before for three CEs, three CEs, and this is one of them. And you can do that. How many of you guys, and you can do it later. You can just put the information away, but this is a CE course. Doesn't it make sense that this is a CE course? Oh my goodness. All right, let's do a thousand dollar cash because I mean business school is worth more than a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yes, all right. So thousand dollars cash. Who's our winner? Kara Bonsma. Woo! All right. Cara, all right, congratulations, a thousand dollars cash. Woo-hoo.
0: Oh Kara, 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 Kara. Sorry, Kara. <laughs> congratulations,
1: Kara. Kara gets cash. Cara congratulations, Kara. Kara gets cash. Cara. Cara gets cash. And then I want to hear from you all. Why do you want to win an entry to business school? And Elise is going to give us our winner.
2: Welcome,
0: Carolyn. Melissa
2: Powell.
0: Melissa, Woo! congratulations. Woo! You won an entry into business school. Just a reminder that doors close next Friday at midnight. Um, so please, if you have questions, there is an opportunity to, to book a call with someone from our team. It's not a sales call. It's, it's simply a, a call to help answer all the questions that you may have. Yeah. Do you want to keep, we're going to stick around and answer some more questions. Is that okay with y'all? Yeah. All right. Especially
1: if you have questions about business school, we'll just make life a little easier. Um, and that'll also extend, if we're answering questions here on business
0: school, you can go and enroll and still make sure that you get that one-to-one business coaching session. Um, someone, oh, here, Grenda, I want to take the boot camp in business school, but so much fear comes up around spending the money and not having time to do it. I've paid thousands of dollars for courses I didn't finish mm. and feel shame around. Yeah, mm. I need time to do this program, but how do I find it when I'm in the rat wheel going around and around and I'm afraid to stop? need thought shifting guidance. I want to say this, that you will never complete business school. So let's just take that off the plate because it grows with you. Okay. And what we are here to do is to help you focus on like the one thing that's going to make the difference, right? Mm -hmm. Doing this one thing and then moving on to this other one thing, not doing all the things, Mm -hmm. that's not what we want to do. So to get you off of that kind of hamster wheel it would be us coaching you of like okay just do this one thing and then that could make a difference to allow you to have more space to do the next thing.
1: yeah so even if it was something that let's say what you really could do right now is you could give it once a month, four hours mm-hmm. right like that's all so that you give it that four hours once a month and you do that for the next 12 months, you're not going to be in a place of like, oh my gosh, well, now I've lost access and now I can't get rid of, you know, connecting with the rest I paid for. By the end of that 12 months, even if it was just four hours a month, your business is going to be transformed. You're going to have more time and you're still going to have lifetime access to be able to continue to go in and go deeper. Now, maybe you have eight hours a month. Maybe that's two hours a week that you're able to do, you've dropped one of your jobs or you've gone to part-time because your private practice is su- supporting you or yeah. whatever the scenario is. Without knowing you, it's hard for us to give you a specific answer of like what that path might look like. But that's why we start on Monday with the coaching sessions. You right? don't see
0: this, but someone posted that's <laughs> a business scholar said like, I return after six months hiatus. Like some people in here have been in business school for over six years. I mean, the program's been around for nine. And they're like, man, I don't know. I walked away. I made some decisions. I need to come back and and recalibrate. You are always welcome here. There is no shame in any of that.
1: No, not at all. I think the other part, something else popped up for me, which was interesting. Oh, and it it went away. It'll It'll come back. back. It will come back. (laughs) But (laughs) it's such a funny thing about this idea of, um, a flu- oh, it'll come back. Okay, here's it. another
0: one. How do you balance trying to move <clears throat> forward with your education with a normal work schedule? I'm currently in school full time, preparing for med school and working full time. <laughs> Whoa, that's a lot. Um, <clears throat> I think it's sort of you get to decide your pacing too here, yeah, yeah,
1: and I think that the pieces. <laughs> I'm going to say something which, which may or may not like resonate with you when we decide how we want our life to be. And sometimes we are going from the frying pan into the fire. And if you are going to go to med school, right. We want you to do that from a pace, place of life balance. And so it may be that med school, like Kelly was looking at med school and and nursing school and other options to get out of the burnout of the therapy world. It was an escape hatch for her. Now it may not be an escape hatch for you, but at the very least, we need to look at what's happening in the here and now and create a life that's really workable for you and what you learn in this program. Again, it's going to take care of you throughout your med school experience, because what would you rather be doing? working, maybe seeing 10 clients a week in your private practice where you're being paid well along the way, or working 30 hours for someone else. When I was in private practice, um, initially and one of the times, the first time that I was a business owner and not just the primary, you know, the, the bigger wage earner, other places, but the first time that I was the primary as in private practice and my husband then, then husband lost his job. And again, Um, it was this, like, I remember going out to like, try to find another job and going through this interview process and doing all this stuff because we need to have it for benefits. And then I got this offer and I'm looking at the numbers and I run the numbers and I'm like, Oh, I could work 30 plus hours for benefits, or I could go pay for benefits on my own. And I could see, I think at that time it was like two and a half more clients a week. Versus 30 something in this high stress environment. Like it's, we want to teach you how to settle in and really figure out what works for you. And if we don't know your scenario, um, that's a place, I think that would be a place to have an interview, um, you know, to get on the phone for 15 minutes so we can kind of get some more information, but we're here for it. Right.
0: Darcy, I'm working full-time at a hospital, have a private practice after that in the evenings, working on reducing hospital hours to give more time for private practice. Lately, some clients in practice have graduated and I have not onboarded anyone new. I know change is coming, just not quite sure how it would manifest. It seems this is the opportune time to give Mm. myself the grace to step back and look at it and start making changes. How do you know which change to make first? Mm.
1: So part of what you're going to be doing the business school process is assessing we take you through assessment even inside of the orientation and i think what i'm almost going to guess and i could did she say it was if it was private pay or insurance or hybrid didn't say i'm i'm curious is this a do you take insurance if you take insurance in this in your side small private practice the very first thing that i would do is get off of insurance and have that be a completely private pay or at the very least everyone you take on from right now is private pay and let's create a bridge plan of what needs to happen in your practice so that you know when you can say no and get be done at the hospital without that bridge plan what happens is we kind of have this an idea like okay well when I see 20 clients in private practice then I can say no to this job and then we get to like 12 and we get burnout or eight or whatever that magic number is where like our body starts to shut down and be like, I cannot keep this pace up. Mm -hmm. And then we use that. And after a while, we start to just kind of go like, well, what is the point? I'm never going to get there. Mm -hmm. And it's because we don't have a plan. So we want to help you create a plan that really makes sense for you. Yes. um, That's really doable. And that honors your body, your spirit, your emotional capacity, like all of that. Um, So that, you know, all right, here's my emotional capacity. It's eight clients. What do I need to charge for each of those eight clients to make that doable? What is the trigger point where then I can say, Nope, I'm done at the hospital.
0: Right. Okay. This is a really great question right now. My personal life is good. I worry about how to continue therapy when things go wrong in the personal world. Like how do you continue with clients when a parent dies or a pet dies, for example, this is one of the things we do talk about in business school about how to build a practice that allows you to take off when things happen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and I don't love this. It takes tragedy to force us to change. Mm -hmm. So we have had that where people are in business school and a spouse passes or there's just a major loss or Mm -hmm. disruption. And I think it's important that there's a system so that you can um, leave and take care of yourself when you need to, that there's a backup plan, that there's savings in place and those kinds of things. I also think it's really important. Yeah. It's kind of like emergency proofing your business. I'm not yeah. saying you're going to prevent the emergencies and the crises, but I also want to talk about the ongoing chronic trauma kind yeah. of piece, um, and You know, for example, like with what's happening with Russia invading the Ukraine, Mm -hmm. and we have some of our business schoolers who are from Russia, and we've been talking to them and Ukraine, and and we've been talking to them about this kind of chronic like, how do you what do you need to change because the capacity and the unknown, you know, how do we shift things so that they can still take care of themselves in the midst of it. And it's hard, like not all of us have the same privileges as other people. Some of us have chronic illnesses and we Mm -hmm. like have to prepare for in case we need a transplant and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so it's really having the financial plan that allows you Mm -hmm. to do that. And then also back up We talk a lot about getting backup plans for like with therapists that can cover and things like that.
1: Yeah, you're going to create part of business school is creating your professional will, which sounds like really like deadly, but it's not. It's really about like what 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 are the steps that happen if I'm unavailable, whether that's a car accident, whether that's a week off, um, whether that's a sabbatical Um, We just had a a client, a business schooler whose mom died unexpectedly Um, and they were actually already planning a sabbatical. And so it's sort of, and it was so great to see how the community came around them um, to help them through that, that transition, that transition place, but it's a different thing. Like, let's say you do have a big loss to know I have six months of income saved up in the bank through my business to take care of those kinds of things or income and expenses. So then you can make a decision of, oh, I need two weeks off, but then I need some normalcy or I need a month off, or I do need two months off, or here's what I need. You're not making decisions based on like, this is the panic of what I must do. You can literally like check in with your body and see what makes sense for you.
0: I think uh, like there's this other thing too, of, Uh, the co-occurring which is something that was highlighted by the pandemic but it doesn't it's not just the pandemic when you know you work with people who are being marginalized there's laws and states that are happening people are living in very big fear states there's social injustice everywhere and you yourself also carry those fears and you're meeting with clients with those fears that also might need to shift like how many sessions are there new breaks between and I do think How we do therapy is shifting a little because of this, which I think is beautiful in the vulnerability of our clients, knowing that we are also human and you're going through these things with them too. Yeah.
1: Oh, such great questions. Y'all like, I can't, thank you for the 110 of you who are here, like asking the things I missed the CE code. Can you please put it up again? Someone did. Oh, and know that that's going to be in the email to y'all too.
0: Yeah. You don't don't need to worry about it. How can I find people to refer clients to? I have a lot of guilt behind denying clients, but since Mm. all the clinicians I know are full, I have no one to refer to. Also be honest, I have no clinicians. I'm confident in their therapeutic skills. This is an issue for sure. Uh, This is ongoing. And I think it's important to be honest with our clients, especially if they have insurance. I'm going to say this. If someone has insurance and they can't provide a provider, they can fight the insurance to give them a, to provide or coverage for out of session uh, work. So even if there is um, like maybe a cash pay client uh, clinician, you now that we're virtual, it can expand some of your networking a lot to find people in other areas that could probably serve. So within your state, you may be able to find someone. I think and- the
1: other part too, is part of what we show in business school is like what to do when you do get um, full. And so we create a process where it takes you about two minutes and you actually create a resource that's very easy for a potential client to see that you're full, to see the resources that are available, and then to get on a newsletter for you so that you can let them know when you do have openings, Um, did, did we, I don't no. think, Danny, welcome. <laughs> uh, welcome to bootcamp. Haley Myers, welcome to bootcamp. Maria. Maria Halton, welcome to bootcamp. Joanna Lynch, welcome to bootcamp. And Jen Smith, welcome to business. Oh, I said bootcamp. I can't help it. Business school. Um, You all have a um a free one-to-one bonus coaching session. Oh my goodness gracious. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, more questions.
0: Okay, I'm I'm running out of okay running out of steam. steam.
1: <laughs> All right, so that that tells you right. We're gonna do three more questions, which means you have three questions to make sure and do the thing before we <laughs> we can pull down the other part of it.
0: <laughs> I'm hearing the answer right now about the guilt around not taking insurance. I have often thought about having a social justice focus and don't see how I can do that without making therapy more affordable to underrepresented groups. You can. You can do other kinds of services that are low cost, but like group therapy, you can do more kind of like classes. You can do kind of retreats where you have more people for the hour that you are serving. Um, Some people do find though that the kind of accessibility that they want to create, such as very low fee, $5, $10 a session. They need to move into a nonprofit kind of business model. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing your marketing, you're going to be doing grant writing. You're going to be doing, you're going to have a board and you're going to get funding for you to be able to do that kind of work. That is okay. Mm -hmm. You do not have to marry and involve a third party in that way, uh, with insurance, if that doesn't work for you, and instead you could move into a, a nonprofit. And model. we
1: have a training, you know, uh, maybe we can put it in a link, like the, the insurance training that we did yesterday. Where we talk about that a little bit more detail. Yeah. Um, will you teach us how to start a private practice, the S corp, the business license, et cetera? Yes. We're going to have, we have trainings from lawyers where they talk about, um, the S-Corp and S-Corp is an option. It's not even always the option that makes the most sense. Um, be, and we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll learn that and understand it. You'll learn about sole proprietorships. Um, you're going to learn all the different steps. We're going to give you a step-by-step checklist. And then in that checklist is all of the specifics on how to actually do all of those things. So you're going to be going through the business school process where we'll show you how to do each and every one of them but you're also going to have a general roadmap and a starting from scratch checklist where you can print it out or you can have it in your Excel, whatever makes sense for you. And you're literally just like, yes, yes, yes. And then you know, it's ready to go. How cool is that?
0: How do you bridge from working in an agency to starting private practice? I'd love to start private practice. but feel too burnt out to start uh-huh. building it while I'm working, but also can't financially my job without some sense that I will have enough income. We have a, a worksheet that my well, worksheet is, It's an Excel spreadsheet that will, you type in information, it'll tell you how much money you need to save or how much money you need to make if you are starting a private practice on the side, it's a bridge income goal, so -hmm. you know what it's going to take for you to comfortably move from your full time job into your private practice, because we are all, we all have different abilities Mm -hmm. to take risks. Mm -hmm. Not all of us can take the same risks as other people. So,
1: and so what that might look like for you over like maybe the next six to 12 months is you, maybe it's four hours a week. Again, maybe it's four hours a month. Maybe it's like one Sunday or one Saturday a month. is like your private practice day where initially you're just working on setting up the foundation, putting all of that into place. And then over time that's in place, you start seeing clients, you created a plan and it starts to be really energizing (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, to start to see that that option is putting, is, is being put together. So, and again, we can, we can start to do that. So it's just about giving yourself maybe a longer runway, right? Um, For some people, although I've, I've, it's interesting, I've seen people have this long runway and then something happens, they get laid off. Because um, the, the, the grant's not renewed, or something happens in an agency, and they're like, "Oh, yeah!" You know, like answered a prayer. Like here are all the different pieces. So there's sometimes that will will do that. Sometimes they'll end up with like their body starts to shut down. We've had people go on medical leave because they like they could not sustain it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots of things in the in the interim um, that can sh- shift that runway. But ultimately, if you just give yourself a little bit more time and compassion that can make a huge difference, okay? So, oh my goodness. Welcome, everyone. We are
0: so, thank you for being here. We're hoping, 99 of you have been here for (laughs) almost two hours. And we are hoping that you have learned something about yourself and that if anything, that you take care of you, that you start shifting the business so that it supports you better um, because we still have more in this world to face. I just- and I just want to say,
1: like, I know we talked about burnout today. We gave you some sort of strategies. We have the, the recording for you to like re-listen to, to like really honor. This work is so powerful in transformation, but it's really hard on your body. It's really hard on your soul. And this last couple of years has just taken that to the next level. Like take care of you. And if we can help you do that, we'd love to do yeah. that business school is about so much it's life school it's therapist school it's coach school it's beyond the couch school it's the we have experienced the burnout ourselves we have experienced the martyrdom ourselves we have experienced this place of crazy caseloads that are unsustainable where we started to get disconnected from our life's calling and purpose how many of you really truly like felt called to this work You were not called to this work to be a martyr. You were not called to this work to feel like you're broken physically or emotionally or spiritually. You were called to this work to help transform lives. And if we can help you to create the foundation where that actual vision can be lived out, like that is where our hearts sing. That is where our souls know this is where we are meant to be. I was literally called to doing therapy. I was literally called to private practice. And then it was super clear. And I was called to Zinny Me. And I remember being so confused initially <laughs> when I was called to Zenny Me. Kelly, that's all sorry for another day. Kelly can, can confirm. I was like, I keep getting this message. Let go, let go, let go. And I know it can't be private practice because trauma work is so powerful. And then it was so clearly private practice and it's it took me it was a lot of shame initially to move into this and then i started to see how this work is trauma work mm-hmm. yes this work is trauma work like i'm still doing my life's work i'm just doing it in on another scale and i'm doing it in a way that i could not do in the office i'm doing it in a way that really um it has a bigger impact on the world. um, I'm doing it in a way, right? That I couldn't have imagined if I was just staying in my own small way. And I just want all of you to know that we want you to reconnect with who you are and your vision and whatever that is, like we are there for you and we are there for it because the more of that that we unpack, the more that you are aligned with that, like in alignment, That's what changes our world and our world is hurting right now. It is in so much pain and I, I don't want to watch it anymore. I want to watch all of you reconnect and go out in the world Mm. and make healing happen right in front of your face in your own life. When you look in the mirror, you deserve that healing. And then from that healed place, you're going to heal others, heal people, heal people. Oh, I love you. So join us. If you wish, if it's right for you, trust your intuition, right? Honestly, if your intuition, if like that's still place in your body is like, this isn't for me.
0: Awesome.
1: Awesome. Okay. But I also know there's a reason that there is 85 people still here. <laughs> <laughs> and that for some of you, you've never been given permission to listen to your body. Yeah. You've never been given permission to listen to your intuition. I wasn't given that permission. I was told everything about what my body told me and about what I remembered and what I saw, like, wasn't the truth. Anybody else out there just totally (laughs) messed over with that. And now I get to sit in truth. I get to teach my child. I get to teach her child. <laughs> I get to teach their mm-hmm. friends, like how to be embodied. And I get to teach all of you and, you and support me. that and teach you. And she gets to teach me, <laughs> right. To be embodied, um, to be in alignment. Um, that's what changes the world. So anywho, that's enough of me crying on camera, which I don't like. Welcome. Welcome Brenda. Brenda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love you all very much. I hope mm-hmm. you can feel that from us. This is our heart's passion and we can't wait to see you in business school and in our community. So yeah. happy Friday. Happy much Friday. love to you. Keep healing yourselves. Bye y'all. Bye. I hope you love today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay and constantly battling burnout, Don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.